Welcome to episode 18. Episode 18 tonight, we are talking about, are you tired? I, bet that I felt like there's some people out there tonight who are tired. You're tired in the spirit. You're exhausted. You're looking for an open door in ministry. You're looking for an open door in life. And it's just like this. So there's, you feel stuck. Anybody out there feel stuck tonight? You feel stuck in where you're at. You feel stuck in a rut. You feel like that there's got to be more to life than this. And you don't know how to get out of the place that you're in. You feel like you've been in the same place forever, for years. And you don't know how to re regain your passion for God. You, you, you just feel stuck. You feel tired. You feel like you're just paddling water and you don't know how to move forward. Tonight, we're going to talk about this because I believe that there's a large percentage of the body of Christ who is simply spiritually tired. And we can get tired because we are stuck in the same place we've been for a long time. So the way that you get unstuck is you've got to learn to hear the voice of the Lord. And the only way to get unstuck, to be pulled out of that spiritual mud, is you've got to listen to the voice of God and you got to be obedient to what he's telling you to do. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight here in episode 18. And if you've ever been tired and exhausted in the spirit, that can be something that is just draining so bad. There were times in my life where I was a part of a movement of God, where God was moving all over the world. I was helping with one movement and I was a youth pastor in another place. And we were experiencing a youth movement as well. And I remember going on vacation with my wife to the beach with my family. And I remember getting down there and somebody asked me a question about God. And it was like, I was so tired. I didn't even want to hear anybody talk about God. I didn't even want to hear anybody say anything about spiritual things. I just wanted to be on the beach. I wanted to get away from everything. And I was so spiritually, I guess, burned out. I was just had given out so much and I wasn't taking in anything. And I was just in a place where I was so tired and exhausted. Maybe that's you tonight. Maybe you're experiencing some type of spiritual burnout. If you're a leader or maybe you're out there and you're just spiritually burned out with life. And so I want to talk about these things tonight. There's other times that I have been burned out or, or I guess tired, you would say, is um, I, I never um, there was a dark moment in my life. A couple of years ago, me and Haley had marriage problems or the ministry we were serving just fell apart. It was just it was just a bad time in our lives. And um I, there was a dark moment for me, and I got so spiritually tired. I was depressed. I just felt stuck. I felt like there was no way out of the place I was in at the moment. And you know what I found out in that moment is that Jesus' eyes were still on me. In that moment when I was so tired and I didn't know what to do, I never just crawling up really just in the den floor on the carpet, and I was just talking to God, and I just said, God, I'm so tired and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this place. And you know what I heard? I simply heard him. I heard three words. Come to me. Come to me. Maybe that's you tonight. You're in a place where you don't know how to get out of the place you're in. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're stuck. And you know what? If you'll cry out to God, I believe you'll hear those same three words. And he says, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I want to put that verse up there right here. Look at this right here. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, 
And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we must understand that there's times where we're going to get tired in life, and Jesus sees when we're tired, and it's okay. In those moments, he says, come to me. Y'all, I was so tired, and I was such in a dark place. I could choose one or two roads. I could have gone worldly. Man, I wanted to. I was thinking about everything worldly under the sun, but I knew that that wasn't the answer. I knew in the long game that was going to send me down even a further road, a darker road that I didn't want to go down to. And so I chose to listen to God. I chose to listen to those three words that said, come to me. And God even confirmed it. I opened up, I don't do this a lot, but I opened up one of those daily uh, journals, those daily um, times with the Lord, you know, you find a, a, um, a devotional for the every day. And I opened it up on that day. And you know what the title actually said? The title of that devotion was Come to Me. And it had this verse, Matthew, it said, Come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I knew that God was speaking to me. And so I just simply went to him. And I said, God, I need you. I need you in this moment. And I didn't, I, I didn't know really what to do, but I just began to read the Bible, not reading the Bible for a message or even for an answer, but I was reading the Bible to be with Jesus. I was turning on worship music to be with Jesus. Because when we're with Jesus is when we get filled back up. When your tank is empty, the only way to get gas in it is to go to the gas station, put the nozzle in the tank, and pull the handle and watch the gas goes in there. And as the gas goes in there, the indicator just goes up, 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 halfway, all the way till it's full. And I'm telling you, the only way to get full on the Lord is to spend some time with Him. Just if that's simply laying in the floor, talking to Him, because that's all I had in the beginning, y'all. When I was so tired, I was just like, when He said, Come to me, that's all I could simply do is just be there in His presence. And I was just telling Him what was on my heart telling him how I felt. And then the days went on. I began to be able to pick up my Bible and just read it because I knew I needed to be with Jesus and just get filled back up on him. But tonight, I want you to know that no matter where you are, Jesus is compassionate and he will meet you where you are. It is okay to be tired, but you just make sure to come to Jesus when you get tired. It's okay to get tired. We are, we're going to get tired. Jesus got tired. And when everybody gets tired, all humans get tired. But when you get tired, it's imperative that you come to Jesus. Here's why. You must come to Jesus when you get tired or the devil will come to you. When you are tired, the devil waits until you get to these places where you're so tired that you're tired of fighting. You're tired of fighting and you're, you begin to, you know what, compromise your character and compromise the decisions that you make and make decisions that you know that you shouldn't make. And the devil knows when to attack you and he attacks you when you are tired. So when you are tired, you must come to Jesus or the devil will come to you. I believe that God sent me here today on this podcast tonight because there are some people out there who are tired, who are exhausted, who are weary, who feel stuck. Is what I want you to know. Jesus knows where you are, and he's just simply waiting on you to ask for help. He knows where you are, and he's simply at waiting on you to come to him. So these three words may be what you needed to hear tonight is come to me. Because if you don't, 
The devil is going to come to you. So there's different types of being tired. I want to talk about some different types of being tired tonight. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, tired of being stuck. Do you feel spiritually stuck? Are you stuck in the same place that you have been for so long. You're like, how in the world do I gain my spiritual passion back? Uh, how do I gain my, my love for God back, love for people back? I've just been in the same place, this rut for so long, and I don't know how to get out of it. Well, the other day I had a friend tell me that they... Um, they, it rained really hard here in Alabama, and we were just had his front yard was just covered in mud, and he said his car was stuck in the mud, and he couldn't get it out of the front yard. He could he needed to go to work. He couldn't get it out of the yard, and so guess what he had to do? He had to call for help. He had to call a tow truck to come to his house, and had to help get him out of the yard. <coughs> Excuse me. He had to to help him get out of the mud. You know what he had to do? First, he had to call for help. Second, he had to invest in himself. He had to invest money to get himself unstuck. Then he had to, um, he had to humble himself. Sometimes it's like we know we're stuck, but the last thing we want to do is call for help and get somebody else involved. But those three things you've got to do. you got to call for help. Sometimes you got to invest in yourself, if that's money, if it's time, you know, and then you've got to be humble. you got to humble and ask people to help you get unstuck from where you are. So when this friend of mine called for help, invested in himself, and humbled himself to, you know, to ask for help, then guess what happened? The tow truck showed up, pulled him out of the yard. His car was unstuck, and he was able to move forward. He was able to go to work. He was able to go and do what he needed to do, and he was no longer stuck in the mud. So I believe that there's some things out there that you need to make sure you do if you want to get unstuck. You've got to call for help. You can message me on Facebook. You can message me on YouTube. You can message me anywhere you want. I would love to help you any way that I can. There's people out there in your life that will help you if you just ask for help. Hey, I'm stuck spiritually. I'm stuck here. I need help to get out of this place. And then you got to invest some time. You got to invest money if that's getting books or, you know, if it's what videos or going to a conference or whatever it may be, you got to sometimes invest in yourself and you got to humble yourself to go, you know what? I've been stuck here for a long time. It's time for me to call somebody and to get some help. I want to read some verses tonight. Talk about somebody that was stuck in the same place for a long time. Have you, look at this fly. Um, if you ever want to, there you guys, blooper, blooper reel right there for you. If you ever want to talk about somebody who was stuck, have you ever heard the story of the man that was um, stuck for 38 years beside a pool trying to get healed? This guy had a heel. He, he was he was, he was lame and he'd been stuck by this pool because in John chapter 5, there was a pool called the Pool of Bethesda. And it, it was said that when the waters would stir up, the first one into the water would be healed. Well, this guy had been sitting at this place trying to get healed for 38 years. I want to read this story to you. It's about four or five verses, so hold on right here. It's John chapter 5, verses 5 through 9. I'm reading out of the NIV version, so hold on a second. <coughs> I got this little nagging cough, but here we go. One who was there had been in 
I can't read. There's flies flying around. It's a crazy night. So I'm going to start over. One who was there who had been invalid for 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. You got to understand this. Jesus saw this man when he was in a condition. He had been there for 38 years and Jesus saw him in this condition and had compassion for him because he had been there maimed, lame in the same condition for a very, very long time. So the man was stuck in the same place for a long time. But here's what I want you to see. Jesus came to where he was was. Jesus will come to where you're at, but then he'll ask you this question. Do you want to get well? And I think that's the main thing right there, there tonight. I believe some people out there who are stuck, who are spiritually hurt, spiritually wounded, and Jesus is going to come to you tonight, and he's going to ask you this question, do you want to get well? And that's where it all hinges on right there, because if you don't want to get well, then you're going to stay in that place continually for more and more and more years. Because, you know, if you get hurt physically, if you get hurt spiritually, you got to get help, and you got to get rehab and you got to get better. And I know there's people out there who have been hurt spiritually. I have been hurt spiritually, wounded, betrayed in ways that I could never imagine. And for the first little while, I was stuck. I was stuck in a place that I didn't know how to get out of, but I kept calling for help. I would call to, to mentors and I would go and ask people if they'd be my mentor. I, would, I was trying to find ways to get unstuck and to find ways out of this spiritual mud that I was in because I did deep down want to get well. So I want to ask you that tonight. Do you want to get well? Because if you don't want to get well physically, or if you don't want to get well spiritually, then it's not going to happen. So the first question that Jesus asked this man is, do you want to get well? So are you really tired of being stuck where you are? That's the question. Are you really tired of being? Because if, if you're not, you're just going to stay there. But when you begin to hear the voice of the Lord and he begins to tell you what to do, if you'll follow his voice, follow and be obedient to him, he'll, he will begin to be the one that pulls you out of this spiritual mud. He can be your spiritual tow truck. God will come to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you and pull you out of the mud if you will call for help and if you will humble yourself and say, I need help and I want to get out of this place. Jesus simply told the man to get up from where he had been stuck and move forward. Sometimes we just got to have somebody look us in the eyes and say, hey, you've been here long enough. It's time to get up and move forward. So I want to look at you tonight and I want you to, I'm speaking from somebody who has been spiritually wounded, who has been spiritually hurt, who has been betrayed, who has just been I mean, just beaten down in the spirit so much. But you know what? I had to have someone look at me and say, you know, you can stay here as long as you want to, but that's just where you're going to be. I'm looking at you tonight saying you've got to get up. You've got to move forward. It's time to shake off the dust. It's time to listen to the voice of the Lord again and move forward. Sometimes you just need someone to look you in the eye and say, it's time to get up. And that's what I'm doing to you tonight. It's time to get up. It's time to move 
forward. The, the guy in this in, in, the, has been stuck for 38 years. When Jesus was talking to him, he was blaming other people for his condition. He answered Jesus, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying again, someone else goes down ahead of me. He kept blaming other people. He kept blaming his condition. He kept blaming the circumstances of why he wasn't getting healed. And so I'm, I'm speaking to you tonight. You got to quit blaming the circumstances. You got to quit blaming what happened to you. You got to quit blaming other people. And you got to take responsibility for where you are. If you made the mistake, or if someone else hurt you, the fact is, the reality is, is this is where you are and you've got to do what you got to do to move forward into what God is asking you to do. So you have to make the decision to get up, move forward. You got to invest in yourself. In verse seven of this, the man's eyes were on something else and not on Jesus. His eyes were on his problems and other people. You see, Jesus walks onto the scene and he sees the man in the condition. The man in the condition, his eyes were on his condition. His eyes were on other people. His eyes weren't on Jesus. Jesus walked onto the scene, came where he was, and the man didn't see Jesus. Jesus had to come up to him. And here's what I want you to know. The man's eyes were on the problem and other people, but Jesus' eyes were on him. And that's what is so important for you to understand is no matter what condition you're in, no matter what you're going through, Jesus's eyes are on you tonight. His eyes are on you in your problem. He sees you've been stuck there for a month, a year, five years, 10 years, 38 years. He's seen where you are stuck and he will come to you and tell you what you must do to get unstuck and to move forward. You got to quit looking at what everyone else is trying to do to get healed. And you got to get your eyes on Jesus and you got to obey what he tells you to do. There's so many people out there who are in the same condition you are and their, their eyes are on a program. Their eyes are on a book. Their eyes are on a person or a medicine. You've got to focus your eyes on Jesus. Listen to his voice and do what he tells you to do. In this situation, what did Jesus tell the guy to do? He told him to get up, pick up your mat, and walk. He told him three things. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. There are things that are simple that Jesus is going to ask you to do to get out of this place that you've been stuck in spiritually for so long. If you'll be obedient you will get unstuck. This stuckness has got to go. We've got to get it out. This spiritual mud that you've been in, it's time to go. It's time for the bride of Christ to be awakened because Jesus is getting ready to come back. So be obedient to what Jesus asked you to do. His eyes are on you. He has the recipe to help you get out of where you are. So that's the first thing we're talking about on being stuck, on um, being tired. The second part of being tired I want to talk about tonight is that some people out there tonight, you're tired because you're fighting forgiveness. You're tired because you are fighting to because you're you know you need to forgive somebody, but you're fighting it tooth and nail. You're like, I don't want to forgive them. Here's what I want you to know. Forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook for what they have done to you. Forgiveness is putting them on God's hook. 
As long as they're on your hook, they're not on God's hook. You've got to put vengeance in the hands of the Lord. If you're taking vengeance on this person by holding unforgiveness and hate and anger and bitterness towards them, then that's their punishment. But the moment that you take them off your hook, you put them on God's hook, then God begins the one to deal with them and their heart and their situation. So forgiveness doesn't let people off the hook. It puts them on God's hook. Also, forgiveness doesn't mean reconnection all the time. Of course, we always want to reconnect with people that we can, but sometimes there's times in life where people have hurt you so bad from from past and you just need to get with God and, and you just need to forgive them, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be reconnecting with them. But Jesus also sees you at this pool of unforgiveness. He saw this man at the pool, of, you know, and he sees you at the pool of unforgiveness. He will ask you to pick up your mat and walk away from there. You must do what he asks you to do. Jesus sees you at the pool of unforgiveness. He's going to ask you, do you want to get well? And if you say yes, that means he's going to ask you to forgive. We have got to understand that forgiveness is a major part of following Jesus. I simply believe that every believer is going to face some type of betrayal, some type of backstabbing, some type of spiritual woundedness from people that are close to them, because I really believe that's the moment where we we get to prove that we understand the gospel. The, the gospel is simply that Jesus came and died for us while we were still sinners, while we were his enemies, and he forgave us of our sins. And so now we get to reciprocate that forgiveness by offering it to other people who have hurt us and who have betrayed us. Maybe become your enemy. You can offer that the same way Jesus did. And that's what we do as followers of the Lord is we follow Jesus and the way he lives. I want to read a verse to you in Psalm 32, verses 3 and 4. This is out of the Passion Translation. It says, Before I confessed my sins, I kept it all inside. My dishonestly devastated my inner life, causing my life to be filled with frustration irrepressible anguish and misery. The pain never let up for your hand of conviction was heavy on my heart. My strength was sapped. My inner life dried up like a spiritual drought within my soul. When you hold unforgiveness, when you, you, you keep doing things, you, you hear the voice of the Lord. He's heavy upon your heart, conviction upon your heart to forgive somebody. Guess what it says? It says, my strength was sapped and my inner life dried up like a spiritual drought within my soul. If you are spiritually dry and you feel like there's no spiritual strength, it may be because all of your spiritual strength is being sapped up. It's being just taken away. You're dried up because... You aren't forgiven those people that you need to offer forgiveness to. Forgiveness is simply a gift. Forgive. It's a gift that you get to offer that person. And sometimes it's like it takes us a long time to forgive. The first time you're offering the letter F, the next time you're offering the letter O, the next time the letter R, the next G, I, V, E, you get it. It's like it takes a while to get that all the way out of our system, but we've got to start the process 
where we forgive people because that is going to dry up your spiritual strength and you're going to walk around being stuck and you're going to be tired because you have no spiritual strength because you're being disobedient to the Lord. Did you know that unforgiveness is not just unforgiveness, it's disobedience to the Lord because we are not to hold unforgiveness from anybody, no matter what that they've done. We've got to get to the place where we work that out. So if you're tired in the spirit, then this may be wise because you haven't forgiven somebody in your family, your friends, your co-workers, somebody that used to be in ministry with, whatever it may be. I want to read another verse to you. Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9 is a little bit past the other verses I just read. It says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you have not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. You ever seen a movie? You ever been to a farm where the horse or the donkey, they just sit. And they're, they got a rope on them and they're, the owner's tugging them and they won't come for nothing. This is the spiritual picture that these verses are given is that God is saying, I will lead you. I will guide you on the pathway for your life. And he actually says, don't be stubborn when I take you to places you haven't been. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. If God is asking you to forgive somebody, he's saying, come with me. Trust me. This is going to be good for you. This is going to be good for those people that you love and the people that you need to forgive. It's going to be good. So do that. Just come with God. Trust him. Don't make him tug you and pull you along for years and years because you're going to be stuck. You're going to be tired. You're going to be spiritually dry without any spiritual strength. So if you are stuck in this place tonight, I want you to know that it's time for you to forgive. And you know what? You'll begin to see spiritual strength come back into you immediately because forgiveness will be a vine that wraps around your heart and it just saps all your strength out. So I want to talk also about a third type of tiredness. Some of you have some tiredness in relationships. I want to talk about marriage for a second or maybe there's other relationships that this can um, also help, but I really think for people out there who are married, this is something that really helped me along the way. When me and Haley had marriage problems a couple of years ago, this was something that God really put on my heart. He put this verse on my heart. I want to share it with you. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 5. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Look at that part. It says it keeps no record of wrongs. It does what? It keeps no record of wrongs. Y'all, I would wake up and I would hear this verse in my spirit. Love keeps no record of wrongs. If you're tired tonight in your marriage, you're, 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 you have marriage problems, relationship problems, whatever it may be out there, it may be because you are keeping a record of wrongs. God never asks us to do something that he's not willing to do. He keeps no record of our wrongs once we ask him to forgive us. He erases them, casts them as far as the east is to the west. But some of you are tired because you are keeping a record of wrongs that someone has committed against you. You keep them that record of wrong on your heart. God never meant for you to carry the wrongs 
that other people have done to you, you've got to get to where you keep no record of them. You've got to erase them from your heart. Keep no record of wrongs. Just because you have not voiced it to the other person does not mean that you have erased the record. Some people think, well, cause, just because I'm not talking to them about it means I've erased it. No, if you have um, the where you erase it is when you don't even think about it or when it comes up in your mind, you're going, you know what? I've got to get rid of this. I'm not going to chew on this. The moment you erase the record of wrong in your marriage or in that relationship is the moment your, your love will grow towards your spouse or towards that person you're in that relationship with. The reason you still have pain is because you have recorded the wrongs on your heart. Repent of recording these wrongs. Repent. I'm so sorry. I've got people calling me on my cell phone. I'm so sorry it's on silent, but I don't know why it's ringing. So forgive me about that. Um, but uh, the reason you still have pain is because you have recorded the wrongs on your heart. Repent of recording these wrongs. Repent for carrying these wrongs. You're tired in your marriage because all you can think about is what has been done to you. Your spouse may have asked for forgiveness, but you have recorded the wrongs in your heart. You're tired in your marriage, not because of what your spouse did to you, but because you are carrying the wrongs you have recorded. If you are tired in your marriage, it's time for you to forgive your spouse. If there's maybe other relationships, friends, family, and your recorded records of wrong upon your heart, it's time for you to do what? It's time for you to forgive and erase the record of wrongs on your heart. Love holds no record of wrongs, and God has held no record of wrongs for you. So keep going. If you want to get unstuck, and you want the tiredness to come out of your life, and you want to feel spiritual energy again, then you know what? Keep no record of wrongs. Let's talk about another, another form of being tired. Some people can get tired because they have a wedge between you and God. Do you have a wedge between you and God? Think about it. If I have a block between the, you know, let's say there's something stuck in between the faucet and there's no water coming out. There's a wedge between the, the well and it coming to me. Sometimes in life, we get, have a wedge that's in between our water, so our spiritual water source, which is God. And we clog up the spiritual well inside of us, and we're not getting to any water. We're not getting any water because there's a wedge between us, and we've got to remove that wedge when, we have, when we're blaming God, when we're mad at God, when we're angry at God. So, you know, me and Haley have been trying to have children for a long time. We are so excited because our baby is coming about a month and a half, so keep praying for us. But for a long time... We were trying to have children, and the process of trying to have kids can put a strain on your intimacy in your marriage. It can put a strain on your relationship with God because you're like, God, why is this not happening for me? You know what? Sometimes we put things in between our relationship with God because we haven't received what we want to receive yet. And then we put a wedge between us and God or we get hurt and wounded spiritually. And we, and we begin to blame God because we don't know who to blame. And that sometimes there's things in between us and God like this right now. Right now, you can see my face fine. But when I put my hand right here in front of the camera, you can't see it. There's a wedge between me and you. There's things sometimes that get in between you and God, and you've got to remove that wedge. I promise you this. God died on the cross. He sent his son to die on the cross for your sins while you were still his enemies. I can promise you this. He's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He's not the one that did something wrong to you. I can promise you that. You think someone who sent their own son to die for you? 
is going to do something wrong against you. No, God wanted to be your friend so bad that he sent his son to die for you while you were a sinner, while you were still his enemy. He's not the one that's done something wrong. The devil wants us to think that there's that God has done something wrong to us. God is a good God. God wants you to come to him. Come to me means you must trust him. You're tired in your relationship with God because you're not willing to trust him. I know you've been hurt. I've been hurt. But the only thing, the, the, the bottom line is this. You've got to get to the place where you trust God again. The Bible tells us to trust God with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct our paths. He will make our paths straight. You know what? If you're... you. You gotta trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Even when you've been spiritually wounded, when you've been spiritually wounded, you sometimes lean on your own understanding instead of God's. We've got to trust Him with all of our heart. We gotta come to Him. All you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, is what Matthew 11 says. He's looking for you to come to Him, but you've got to remove that wedge. It's in between you and Him, or you're going to get spiritually stuck. You're going to get spiritually tired because the life source comes from your relationship with God. And if you're not spending any time with Him, I can promise you, you're going to be stuck where you are in that spiritual mud for a long time until you cry out to God for help. And he'll bring that spiritual tow truck. He'll begin to speak to you and tell you, here, hook the chain here, hook this chain here, and let's pull you out. You've got to do what God tells you to do, and you'll get out of the place you've been for a long time. The last place I want to talk about tonight where people are tired, I believe that people are tired because they're fighting the will of God. They're fighting the call of God on their life. Some of you out there tonight, you are so called by God. You are you have gifts on your life that could change the world, but you are fighting the call of God on your life. You're so content in, with this world. You're content being distracted by this world. You're content with the things the world does offer, and you're fighting the call of God on your life. And I'm I'm telling y'all here in the end times, there's going to be people who began to answer the call of God on their life. Are you going to be one of those? The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 25, it tells us what? It tells us that five of the bridesmaids will be ready and five will not. I believe it's those five that begin to answer the call of God on their life. Are you going to answer the call of God on your life? It's time to surrender today. Jesus surrendered to that life on the cross. It's time for us to be a living sacrifice and to crawl on the cross daily and surrender our lives and, and quit trying to entertain ourselves every moment. That entertainment spirit is killing us as Christians. It's killing us as answering the call of God in our life. We feel like we have to be entertained every moment. It's time to surrender our lives and get focused on answering the call that God has for us. Jesus has come to you and now he is asking you to go to other people for him. Jesus has seen you in your condition and now he's asking you to go and help other people who are in the same condition. He also comes to people where they are through other people. Will you let him come to people through you? You got to answer the call of God on your life. There's a verses I want to read really quick. Romans 10 verses 14 through 15. It says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? 
And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. God is calling you. You can feel it in your heart. He is calling to send you to your neighbor, to down the street, to your co-workers, to your family. He may be calling you to another state. He may be calling you to another country. Where is God calling you? Because if you're running from that call like Jonah, you are going to be spiritually stuck and you're going to be spiritually tired until you answer that call. The people out there will not hear unless people are sent. So God is moving on the hearts of people to go and tell people the good news about Jesus. Isaiah 6 verse through eight, uh, uh, verse 8 says this, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me me. Is that your answer today? Lord, I hear you. You're calling me. Here am I. Send me. Y'all, there are people out there dying right now in this very second and going to hell for all of eternity. There's people going to be away from the presence of God for all eternity. And if we will answer the call of God and we'll spread the gospel, the good news and the love of Jesus around this world, we're going to help more people. But you have got to get unspiritually stuck and you've got to get out of the spiritual mud. And you got to answer the call of God that's on your life. You have known for a long time that God was sending you somewhere and you've been fighting the call of God. You're tired because you're fighting God. Tell him you will go today. And I promise you this, your tiredness will go away. Tonight, I just want to simply end it by saying, I know that you get spiritually tired. I know that it feels just helpless and depressed when you've been stuck in the same place for so long spiritually. But tonight I want to look you in the eyes, maybe as a spiritual father, maybe just as a someone that you need to hear. And you need to hear me say, it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to get up out of the spiritual stuckness that you've been in. It's time for you to call for help. It's time for you to invest in yourself. It's time for you to humble yourself and call somebody and say, you know what? I need help. It's time for you to humble yourself and say, God, I need you and cry out to him. It's time for you to hear those three simple words that say, come to me. And when you come to Jesus, his eyes are on you. He knows the circumstance and the situation you are in. And I promise you, he will tell you exactly what you need to do to get out of the spiritual condition that you are in. And he will help you move forward. But if you just hear it, and don't obey the voice of the Lord, you will stay stuck. If the guy at the pool of Bethesda would have just heard Jesus say, get up, take your mat and walk, he would have never got, he would have never been healed. But since he heard him and he obeyed, he walked away from the place that he was stuck in for 38 years. I don't know how long you've been stuck in the place you are stuck in in this moment, but I can promise you this, if you'll listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, forgive people. Hold no records of wrongs. Answer the call of God on your life. Call for help. Come to Jesus. Spend time with God. If you will hear the voice of the Lord and do what he's asking you to do, you will find yourself in a new place moving forward 
and it'll be an amazing, amazing time in your life that you're going to begin to see uh, your spiritual strength come back, spiritual sap, spiritual passion, and it'll be a great time in your life, but you've got to listen to the voice of the Lord. You've got to get to the place where you, when Jesus asked you, do you want to get well? Your answer has to be yes. Because if you just say, I hear you, Jesus, but you don't do anything about it, you're going to stay there. Your obedience will prove that you want to get well. So are you going to get well? Jesus will help you, but you've got to do your part. Tonight, I want to pray for you. As we end, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that people out there get unstuck, that they get their spiritual passion back, that they'll forgive, they'll hold no record of wrong, they'll answer the call of God on their life, and they'll come to Jesus. So I want you just to bow your head with me tonight, and let's pray, and let's ask Jesus to move in our hearts tonight. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you, God, to see us in these spiritual conditions that we're in. We're tired, we're exhausted. We're spiritually stuck. So Jesus, I ask you to come to where we are tonight. Come to each person as they are watching. And I pray, Jesus, you will give them the recipe for them to get unstuck. That you will speak to them tonight. Holy Spirit, you will speak into the hearts of people watching tonight. And that watch online afterwards, God. You will speak to them and show them exactly what it is they need to do to get unstuck. Help them to hear your voice and help them to be obedient to what you tell them to do. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, you help people to forgive tonight. You help people to hold no record of wrongs, to erase the record of wrongs. Help people to answer the call of God that you have on their life, Jesus, so they can get unstuck and go help other people out there who need you tonight. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as the bride of Christ co-seated in the heavenlies with you, Jesus, you have given me the authority as your bride. I command every principality, every ruler, every authority, every power, every spirit of darkness, every demon that is causing people to be stuck and tired. I command you to leave. I command the spirit of weariness. I command the spirit of exhaustion, the spirit of tiredness, the spirit of laziness and apathy. I command you to leave off the people that are listening to this prayer tonight. And I just plead the blood of Jesus over every single person listening tonight. God, I pray I plead the blood of Jesus over our mind, our heart, our body, our soul, and our spirits. And I pray, Jesus, you help us to get unstuck. And I pray you help us to get spiritual strength once again. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen and amen.